It's time for everybody's favorite show about the great state of Utah. It's the New Utah Podcast with your hosts, free defender of all that is woman, Jeremy, the daddest of dads, Jessica, producer extraordinaire, and Chris, pretend radio leader of the show. Well, it's uh, episode 205, 205 episodes of this fucking shit show we call the New Utah Podcast. Uh, also, also four weeks away from our four-year anniversary. And I think like 60 weeks into COVID-19. Um, Maybe. It feels like it. Like it's been six weeks. This is our... F- so we got together last week because we had a guest that wanted to give us cookies. And we're Thank not going to say that. Because it was awesome. And then Brie was like, I'm going to order cookies for the guys when they game. And then she didn't. And then everyone was like, why didn't you order us cookies? Because they saw the box from Tuesday night. (laughs) (laughs) So I promised him cookies this week. But I'm trying to be better because I'm putting on the COVID 25. Uh, (laughs) I haven't put on any weight, but I can't fucking lose it either. So no sugar is my new resolve, except for cheat day, which is Thursday. So cookies, cookie Thursday. Well, the problem is we, we have so much shit on Thursdays that we eat, like not all bad stuff. Like I made lasagna last week, but because we, you know, eat so much, it's like, we definitely overindulge. Well, on Thursdays. They, they graze all night and stuff. Yeah, it's not like, like we a, have a meal and stop or a portion control issue. Yeah, no, the portion sizes are fine. We just get like 10 of them. Oh. Is it, <laughs> we, portion. <laughs> portion is good. <laughs> yeah, we usually eat like around 6, 6.30, but then we don't stop until around 9.30. Gotcha. So, what's going on over there? My sound started again. Turn it off. Stop playing I games. She's, she's, I don't know, some stupid ad probably on Facebook. No, it wasn't. Mm. Speaking of Facebook, sorry, I had to take a drink. Oh yeah, um, Jess's email. What? That that email Jess sent us about Facebook I got one of saying those we, too, by we the qualify way. for for money. Yeah, I got one too. After she pointed it out, I went. I was going through my email and I was like, "Oh, hey, look, I got one too." Yeah, I uh, I don't think I got one, but uh, that's just because Jess and I are better than you two. Pretty much, and I have a legit business, <laughs> like <laughs> registered and everything. Maybe we got that, though, through Facebook because I did boost our post last week. I wanted to play around with, with Facebook advertising. So oh. um, we can talk off It looks there. like you got your money's worth. Yeah, I think so. Um, it was it expensive. shows you. Yeah. The tracking shows you, like, how many views is how many dollars, how many cents. Yeah, whatever. and, like, we do that with, uh, we do that with um, other stuff. Like, professionally, I do some of that stuff, so... That's why I wanted to kind of give it a whirl and see what it does for us. And we'll talk about that more off air because I don't want to pull the curtain back too much for our dedicated listening audience, which has <laughs> dipped dramatically. I that's say, why we qualify for COVID money. Yeah, I think so, because our audience listening <laughs> took a big hit. I think that's kind of across the board, though. I'm pretty sure it's because there's no commutes. It definitely yeah, so, is. And I talked to some of my friends that are podcast listeners, and they said that they are even behind on like on their shows besides ours. So, yeah, I mean, even myself, I mean, I listen to a bunch of podcasts and right now there's like two that I've listened to and I listen to a bunch of magic podcasts. I haven't been listening to any of those cause there's nothing going on. Well, I mean, so there, much there are, credit. <clears throat> I know a number of them have just taken hiatus. 
So there's a, there's a number of the podcasts that just aren't even recording right now. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's, uh, I think that's difficult because you get out of, one, you get out of this habit and this routine, and two, there is some base of listeners that's still listening and is a routine. And like, I've had podcasts that I really like go on hiatus for two, three, four weeks before, and I just stopped trying to listen to them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like when I see them pop back up, I was like, oh, cool. No, I'm not going to listen. And it <laughs> took, one in particular took um, probably like almost a year for me to get back into like listening to it regularly, and it's one of my favorite podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I'm not a fan of taking breaks if you can help it. Um, if we would have decided that we couldn't figure out this Skype shit, which sounds way better this week, by the way. Um, yeah, good job, everybody. I, I probably would have figured out a way to just do it. I would have just done content just so we had something every week, even if it was a shorter show. And some of them have been admittedly shorter. This week's will probably be a shorter show. But, um, yeah, we won't have any big party for 208 because <laughs> can't. Um, but how's... Uh, How's everyone doing with the COVID's quarantines and not so? I'm a I'm a terrible don't don't look at me for advice because I'm really not good at quarantining. Um, I have friends that come over. I try not to go out to stores and visit public places more than I have to. Um, but so that's I, nothing new. It's not like you ever liked going to those places anyway. Oh fuck no, dude! I went to the grocery store like every other day. Oh, yeah. did you? <laughs> yeah, he was, he was always at the grocery store. I love going to the grocery store. Like that was one of the things. He would be me. like, "Hey, I'm going to the grocery store," and I'd be like, "Didn't you just go a little bit ago?" Yeah, but I forgot this thing, and then you'd come back with like five things. Yeah, but and and like when I was working from home full time, like I am now, basically, um, that was one way to get out of the house was to go to the grocery right. store or go to a store. I still fucking hate Walmart. I've never really liked Walmart, but I have a Walmart story. I went to Walmart on Saturday. And it's like no fucking restrictions at all. Like they had the stupid carts and the lines and the doors only operating one direction. But I got inside and it's like, why? this is just for fucking show. There were so many goddamn people. And like, I, I shit you not, 90% of them not wearing masks at all. That's what, that's what Ron said. Ron went to go grocery shopping. He hasn't left the house for like three weeks. And Jesus. he... Um, How bad does your basement smell right now? <laughs> <laughs> it's he, he actually cleaned it a couple weeks ago. Um, but he said he, cause he had to go, he went to go drive his car to make sure that the battery and everything's still okay. Yeah. By the way, and good idea. Well, if you're not driving, he, your car. <laughs> he, um, so he went by Walmart, he went by Smith's and then he went by the grocery store by my house. And he said that he, he didn't go in any of them because the parking lots were full. Oh, that's not true. He did go in the one by my house cause he got me Starbucks. So, <laughs> but he just like he was just shocked, like how crazy it was at every single one of them. Well, I and mean, we can't even talk about that right now because it's it's on our notes. But that that article on the masks. So, who was it that did the Tribune? Was that who did the study? The yeah, yeah, I think study? so. Yeah. So they went to a bunch of different grocery stores around the valley, um, and uh, basically surveyed the people coming in and out of the store. Um, they counted the number of men, the number of women who was and wasn't wearing masks. And they basically said, there's not much you can correlate from the data other than men are wearing way fewer masks than women. But they said, you can't really correlate like where they're at or, you know, socioeconomic status, like two stores, you know, down the street from each other are having vastly different 
Um, like the best store was Harmon's and Brickyard, and they're like, that's not as affluent a neighborhood as the Smiths in West Jordan, which one, that's not correct. Two, those are the two stores that were the best and the worst, the Smiths in West Jordan, which is the one out on 90th and like 4,000 West. Mm-hmm. Um, let me tell you a story about Smiths versus Harmon's, by the way. And if you look at the store names, Harmon's are at the top. And I don't want to say like, you know, one way or another about like being hoity-toity, but if you look at the Smiths, they're all considerably lower. And I think some of that has to do with who shops at those stores. I don't think it's so much where the store is located, because I could go to a Smiths almost as easily as I can go to a Harmon's, but I prefer Harmon's. Well, and today um, Herbert announced that starting on Friday, um, we're going from red to orange, um, so there's still a lot of restrictions, but um, part of the Corona task force that Lieutenant Governor Cox is heading is now offering masks. Um, oh, yeah. The website the website did crash today. I don't know if it's back <laughs> up, um, but he was very specific about, you know, if you already have masks, don't take any because there are people that need them. Um, so, like, I ordered some. Even though I've been sewing some, I ordered some from friends. So, like, I got one from um, Kelly, the flower guy. I ordered some friends, some from friends in California. Um, anyway, so I have some. So, people like myself, I wouldn't hop on the website to get any, but they are providing them until they run out. Well, so. and, and you should wear the masks. And here's here's the thing: cloth masks don't stop air, right? If you're just like, if you do cloth on cloth, you can still push air through them for the most part. You could blow out a lighter, for example. Well, and that's but, why the type of material matters too. Sure, sure. Um, but the fact that you can pass air through it, not a big deal. It's not air that we're trying to help. Right. It's, it's the spittle. It's <laughs> droplet from mm-hmm. spittle. Like when you're talking, when I'm talking right now, I promise you I'm right. spitting. And even though you may not have symptoms, in fact, what we're seeing from antibody tests uh, in like New York and L.A. is there are a lot of infected people out there that don't have any symptoms. Right. And so you may not have symptoms, but you're a typhoid, Mary. You're walking around carrying it. And by not wearing a mask out in public, you're infecting or potentially infecting everyone else in public. And so, so the mask is... What do you say, um, and I'm just going to stop you really quick because I read a bunch of comments today. Uh, what do you say to the people that um, are like, but I'm claustrophobic or I'm asthmatic or, you and know. fucking stay home. Whatever excuses. If you're asthmatic, then you should be especially careful. Yeah. Right. yeah you should be well, I agree, mask. clearly, because I'm wearing masks. I'm one of like two people at work that wears a mask, by the way. I wear a mask in my office when there's people around me. Well, and so we did, we did a conference call today with um, a carrier. They, we did a, a Teams meeting conference call. And there are people, there's 14 people that go into our office. And they all are in the, the room. And they're, they're spaced apart, but they're on there. Not one mask. And they hmm. wonder why none of us want to come back. Yeah, every time I leave my office, I put my mask on when I'm going to like. In the public go area. Work. Yeah. Yeah, we've got masks. We wear them every time we go anywhere. And Maya's wearing hers at work. It's mandatory for her, though. At, yeah, uh, and, 
Peterson's. But for both of my girls, too. And look, it might not protect you from stuff coming into your purview because you're still going to touch shit with your hands and touch your right. face because that's really fucking hard not to do. But it protects other people from you potentially getting them sick. That's why the masks are so right. freaking important. And so I, I do wear a mask, you know. At this point, not with my friends that um, I cheat the quarantine with because I hmm. see them every week. It's the same friends. and We we're all, all check in. Like, okay, anybody, any symptoms? How you feeling? Any exposures? You know. Got to change anything. Like, we're all very open about all that. But, like, when I go to the office, if I have to go, there's no one around me, right? There's like 10 people in my building a, a day. That's it. But if I need to go talk to someone, my mask's on. Right. If I get up and I walk around anywhere, my mask is going to be on. Well, and if you think about it this way, if two people with masks are talking together, like it's it's almost a double barrier. You know, you've mm-hmm. you both no, got something sure. blocking. So what? just wear them. And, and they're so cute. Like my mom made some and, and one of our friend's moms made some and we gave some to, to Sean so that she could wear them at work. And so she puts them on and she likes wearing a different one every day. And, you know, my mom made her like a special little... Because her face is so small that most of them are like she should have a child size. And so on the bigger ones and stuff, she puts the little mask underneath that has a little bit more, you know, filtration stuff on it. My mom puts some lining and stuff in it. And then she can wear some of the bigger ones that are cute and stuff. And so she puts them on and she takes pictures of herself and just go with it. I mean, my my new ones have Marvel superheroes and Alice in Wonderland. And Disneyland posters, old Disneyland posters. Sweet. What cracks me up is the people driving in their car by themselves oh, wearing yeah. masks. Every time Chris sees one, he yells at them. Or the people or, that are just driving in cars with anybody, period. First yeah. of all, if you're social distancing, you shouldn't be in a car with somebody that's not in your family. And if you're in the family, then that means you're in your house with each other. Are you guys wearing your masks in your house? <laughs> Trust me, you're touching so many surfaces in that car. That mask ain't fucking protecting you. Cracks me up. Or... Or we'd take the dogs for a walk and there'll be somebody walking by themselves outside in the open with a mask on. But hey, at least they're trying, right? At yeah, but if they running. run into somebody, that's the that's point. That's what I, I say don't too. know who you're going to run into. So <laughs> Yeah, Chris was Chris was making fun of people like that. But I'm like, yeah, but you don't know if you're if somebody else is out walking their dog and you want to stop and talk for a second. Don't fucking exactly. talk to people. Stand six feet away and talk to people. <laughs> I agree with Chris. <laughs> like, there's no reason for you to stand next to him and talk to him. I don't talk to anybody in my neighborhood. Don't stand, anyway. don't stand so close to me. There you go. There you go. <laughs> um, and what about the people that wear? So I, this is this got me at Walmart because the fucking cashiers at Walmart. Like, I know your job sucks, right? I I don't envy you because you're having to work in like one of the shittiest times to work this kind of job that has a high volume of people because Walmart does not fucking care. It's not like Home Depot where there's a line of 50 fucking people spaced six feet apart and they're landing in a, a specific number of people. That was crazy, by the way. Order your shit online, guys. Um, and then go pick it up. But the, the Walmart people, like the people wearing their masks and they have them like their nose is completely outside the fucking mask. One guy had it on his chin. <laughs> like what? Like his mouth and his nose were exposed and you? he had it on his chin. Just take your balls out and set them on the fucking cash register <laughs> at this point. Like what? You're not protecting anything. <laughs> I'd rather. You know, off on your hand and like fucking try to shake my hand at this point because you're not really helping yourself. So, so the new liquor store, which is very nice, by the way, um, they've got everybody spaced well, out and they're only letting in a certain number of people. But when you go inside, it's 
it's so nice and it's big and it's open. But yeah, they've they're, they're spacing people, so it looks yeah. like there's a long line, but there's really not, and it moves pretty quickly. Yeah, and they're and they're only allowing so many people in the store at a time, and and yeah. it's a fantastic thing. All the liquor stores are doing that, and I will tell you, a couple of weeks ago I went to Ocean Mart because it's by the office to pick up a few things. Completely fucking empty because it's an Asian store, so everyone's afraid that they're going to get coronavirus <laughs> from touching packaging that was done like six months ago. Um, and so there's hardly anyone in there, but the fucking liquor store, and this is at like 1130 in the afternoon, the liquor store has a line around the back of the building. Mm-hmm. I always forget there's one there until I go to Ocean Mart, and I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just, oh, that one's busy. That one's always busy. Yeah. Yeah. There's still only one around for quite a ways, actually, I think. That's the one by the stadium that we walked to? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The new Harriman one's really nice. If you get a chance, you should check it out. It's big, too. Is it bigger than ours? Have you been in ours? <sighs> it's at least the same size as yours, if not bigger. It's ours, nice. ours was the biggest when it was built. This one's either the same size or slightly bigger. You'll have to go check it out and let me know. I haven't had to go in a liquor store since this all happened because I have a big liquor cabinet full of stuff. I don't have. And you haven't really drank, so no. And last time I drank before the show, I was pretty, I was pretty shit housed after like two drinks because I just am not drinking. That was two weeks ago. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I got sobered up pretty fast, but when we started, I was not sober. (laughs) Well, because you hadn't eaten all day, you were tired. And then you, I don't think you realized how fast you drink. That. Well, and I hadn't drank in like months. No, but I don't think you realized how fast you drink it either. No. So I'm a lightweight. I'm a pushover when it comes to booze <laughs> these days because I'm, I'm an old man. Um, <laughs> so, uh, I, I, this, so I, I went to Walmart, right? Um, that's kind of where all this came from. I went to Walmart because I had to go pick up, um, a, a few items, mostly for the yard. Um, cause I've done really good about not going to the grocery store every other day. I tried to shop for two weeks the other, like a week and a half That's ago. That's not going to happen. And, uh, I only went to the grocery store once and that was because I needed, um, like a foil pan, like a lasagna pan. Cause I was taking lasagna somewhere. Um, but otherwise I haven't gone to the grocery store, which is really fucking hard for me. Um, but I went to Walmart. Because I needed to get, I decided I needed fencing for my garden after planting the rest of my stuff this weekend. Oh, and to keep the dog, doggies out? Yeah, well, because she has her own dirt pool and she's been really good about not being in the garden. But when I started digging in the garden to plant stuff, she started digging in the garden next to me. <laughs> Open invitation. Hey, if you can yeah. do it, so can I. So I don't think any of my cabbages worked because they haven't come up yet. And they were planted like three or four weeks ago. So really disappointed. Was it cabbage? I think it was cabbage. Uh, really disappointed. None did of my cabbage. Cold, did the cold spell we had a couple weeks ago affect it, or did they just not come up at all? I just don't think they ever germinated properly. So, um, sucky, but whatever. My potatoes, though, are starting to come up. Uh, finally, they're starting to pop out of the surface, so we'll see uh, how well they do. I'm expecting them to do well. My garlic's still doing well, but I planted carrots, parsnips, which apparently parsnips grow really good here, according to Utah State. Uh, and then, but the seeds were fucking hard to find. Uh, and then cucumbers and zucchini. Well, so they haven't restocked. So I went to IFA this last weekend to start on my garden and there was not much selection. And usually IFA has got the best selection. And I asked the girl when we checked out, I said, have you just not gotten a shipment? She said, nope, seeds are considered non-essential. So they haven't let us place an order for them yet. And then I 
there were quite a few people there, so I asked her, are a lot of people doing gardens? And she's like, oh, yeah, a lot. Oh, yeah, a whole lot more than usual. So a combination of the two, a lot more people planting than usual, and they haven't been able to restock. You can go to Kuahara Farms on State Street and get your starters. Yeah, and you can go to a lot of the you can go to a lot of the different um, greenhouses, and they have seeds in a lot of them or starters. Nope, so. just that one. <laughs> <laughs> just that one. <laughs> but State Street's a really long street. Is it State Street in Orem or State Street? In uh, no, it's State Street and like eighty seventh South. Again, in Orem or no, in, in Clarefield. Orem doesn't go that far, you weirdo. It's in Salt Lake. <laughs> I'm just saying State Street basically runs the Wasatch Front, literally the same Listen, road. I know that because I've driven the length of it, but uh, no, it's in Sandy. Yeah, so uh, there's other, so have you not planted because you couldn't get seeds? Oh, no, I did. Oh. I've just, I'm, I'm about halfway, so I've got, we did yeah, pumpkins, zucchini, cucumbers, beets, Radishes, Swiss chard, and I think that's all for this this last go around. So I've still got corn and then all my other squash to go. I'm thinking I might do some sort of maybe radishes or something along the wall because my my uh, cabbage isn't going to come up. Radishes do fairly well. We've always had pretty good luck with radishes, and they don't take up a lot of space. Yeah, I have a lot of space. I tried to plan better this year, and I still don't have, like, I just, I can't get peppers to grow, so I've given up on them after three years. Peppers, the few times I've ever done them, they do better in a pot. Maybe I should try that. i got a big pot out there. Yeah, put them in a big pot. Try it there. I've had better luck in a pot than ever putting them in the ground. Then if you need to, you can move them. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't think we're going to have another freeze, though. I think we're out of that danger zone at this point. We're supposed to be in the 80s by Thursday. I know, right? <laughs> so anyway, I, I do need to tell a story about the fence. So I bought the fencing stuff. I put up the fence. The fence was a lot easier to put up than I thought. Then I proceeded to fuck the fence up by tripping over it. It's only like a two-foot high. It's like it's like wire, like vinyl-coated wire. Um it's like two feet high, and I proceeded, like, as I was trying to set the sprinkler, because I didn't make a gate or anything, because it's only a two-foot-high fence, mm-hmm. but apparently I should have, because I tripped over it and fucking almost <laughs> tore half of it down and jacked up my foot. Oh, no, like your regular sore foot? Uh, yeah. The, the oh, brick. Wow. Your titanium one? <laughs> yeah. Well, so I think that's why my foot survived, just because it's got all that metal in it. That but titanium saved you. Maybe that's part of my problem, Bree. Maybe that's why I drag my feet, because it's just so heavy that I can't lift it up <laughs> as high as my other foot. Because my other foot got over no problem. But that one, I like, as I go to take the step and I'm stepping over it, I like catch it on the edge of the thing and like fucking ram it into the corner post and like fall on the fencing. And I'm like, God <laughs> <laughs> literally just but it looks so nice and now i'm like trying to fix it and it's just flimsy wire but it's done its job it's kept the dog out of the garden so good. yeah it's pretty good it looks good i don't want to pay like 40 bucks a piece for decorative garden edging that shit's so expensive yeah but it does look nice so my yard looks pretty good i've but I'm not I haven't been changing my routine like I'm not going out and gardening in the middle of the week it's on the weekend only um, I'm trying not to change any of those routines because then when work goes back to normal, I won't be, you know. Right. 
I so, you. what local celebrity did you meet, Jess? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm was I'm I'm pretty sure. Yeah, it was on Friday. Um, I had a customer come in that I was helping to get their car sent to the body shop um, and get some tint done. Um, and I just like I kept looking at him like he just looks really familiar. And um, my coworker and I were walking later in the day, and I said, you know, like. I feel like I know this guy. And she said, Oh, you mean Josh Holt? Like the Josh Holt? <laughs> and I was like, <laughs> Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is no him. That is. He was the one that was kidnapped in Venezuela for two years. And we talked about him. Yeah, yeah, whatever. He's not a local celebrity. <laughs> He's a local kidnapping victim. He is. Anyways. Proper Mormon I, I missionary. Just, I uh I just thought that was very interesting. So he's a lot shorter than I imagined, but <laughs> See, that's anyway, the difference. So... Like I wouldn't be able to like look at that guy and recognize who he was at all. No, I totally was like, I know that guy's face, but anyway, so that was. I thought like... it was going to be like Gary Coleman. Yeah. Gary he's Coleman? dead. Ray pointed him out to me. There's no way I would have recognized him. Gary is Coleman's he, dead, and Gary... he did. He actually did used to come into the Volkswagen dealership with his wife. I Gary barely Coleman. recognize you people. <laughs> <laughs> If you saw Gary Coleman, I think you'd freak out. Me? No, he'd be like a zombie, right? I don't yeah, care. He's dead. Um, I, I probably wouldn't even notice. <laughs> I don't look around me when I'm out and about. Like he's People dead. can say my name, and I still don't pay attention. You would have to have to actually physically come up and like tap me on the shoulder. Why did you just turn into a plastic bag? Because I'm bag playing of around here. We'll do some avocados. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having a hard uh, time finding each of our faces. The backgrounds are better. So Snap Camera is like my new favorite app on the planet. Oh, I used Zoom for a thing I did a couple weeks ago, and that was super fun, the backgrounds. Yeah, the backgrounds are the best, for sure. We just do this. And it's just a curtain <laughs> before you come out. And then what are you, you doing can... behind that curtain? We'll just well, use Anna had it. What Tiana had to do is the little smiley face. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) You guys. Our Twitter account's still locked. We are still in Twitter prison. Uh, We might be in Twitter prison beyond COVID times because Twitter's probably not fully staffed. Yeah, that would be my guess. I'm not. I don't anticipate it coming back anytime soon. Like they even have a. Like, if you click on the form to fill out, it says if you've already filled this out, don't fill it out again because we won't read it. So, Bree, you have a mustache. <laughs> what? When she looks up, the app puts a mustache on it. Oh. Like, if you smile and raise your eyebrows, it'll put a big mustache on you. Oh, look. Chris had a I handlebar. Chris had one, but Bree, I didn't see Bree's. That was that's awesome, Chris. You should grow your beard like your mustache like that for reals. I have before, actually. Um, a little handlebar. Yeah, it did not work out well. Mm. Um. So I have some cool news. Our good buddy Nick Passy is, um, he called he calls it uh Nick Nick sourcing. I think is what he called it. because it's not through like a crowdfunding website. He's actually just doing it through his website, but he is getting, he wants to release his next album. And, um, if you go to nickpasty.com and select product, you can find the new album. 
and you can and he set it up like a Kickstarter. So there are different uh, like levels of things. So the album's called If I'm Saying It Right. Um, if you donate ten dollars, you get um, the new album on CD. Twenty dollars, you get it on vinyl. If you donate um, three hundred dollars or more, he'll come and play a one-hour private show at your house. Sweet. So that's, that's pretty awesome. I know it's so rad. And there, if you, there's a couple samples of um, the new songs, and I wish I had a way to like play it through a mic, but I don't. Um, but they sound so. so good. I just looked up. Googly <laughs> <laughs> eyes. I like your googly eyes, which is actually really funny because Nick puts googly eyes on everything around the city. So, um, but black coffee is so so good. I can't wait to hear um, the rest of the album. Yeah, his, and, so, his solo stuff is fantastic. Oh my gosh! Like I just listened to the sample several times when he sent me the link a couple of days ago, cause he wanted to get some feedback on the way he had the website set up. He didn't invite infinite sadness to do this with him. Did he? Yes. Um, oh, so she is part of it. I don't, I hold on a second and I can, I mean, it is so actually. fucked up. Her parents named her that. I, <laughs> and Nick Starter, I know. So his Nick starter, if you don't want to go to the website, but you still want to donate, you can donate to his Venmo, which is Nick Passy music. Um, and then just leave a comment that that's like what you're giving him money for. I just I wanted to see. I recommend helping him out. I mean, this is, that's just it. Like artists deserve, you know, uh, he's going to give you something for what you, you pay him and they're, they can't do shows right now at all. Like he can't go. Do right. events. And, and Nick Passy and the infinite sadness, um, it is the infinite sadness, right? I'm saying so. That. Yeah, Caitlin is her name, and they are no, supposed. Her to be, name is the infinite sadness, right? The infinite <laughs> sadness supposed to be touring Europe. Oh um, man! Yeah, <laughs> not. I mean, not until the fall, but now it will obviously be pushed into right. um, 2021. So his last album, um, which we've talked about extensively, just working through some shit was awesome so as good. well. So good. I love. I that. don't know if. You'll be able to hear this. I'm going to try something here. Ooh, if I played it on my computer, would it play? I doubt it because you're Probably not piping not. your computer in. Let's I'm sure we'll be able to hear it once it starts playing. Where my mind resides oh, that's wild. There you <laughs> go. That's funny. his stuff quite a bit oh this i'm so so i need to donate to this i'm super excited for this I, album because it just sounds so so good and i i like nick's i, I like folk hogan a lot but nick's solo stuff is just, just out of this world good i was gonna say i, I prefer nick's solo stuff to folk hogan yeah he's good I mean, I don't know if I'm going to say that. I do. I, I mean, I like vocal. I love our intro. I love all that stuff. I just, it's just more something that I can just sit and listen to and, and 
Yeah, if I forget to put, you know, if I if I get to forget to put working through some shit on like repeat, <laughs> it bums me out when the album's over, and it's only like six songs. So yeah, so um, so that's happening. Um, I got an email this week. Um, I actually had a post-it note that I just took off my desk because March or May 9th was supposed to be Wasatch Community Gardens um, plant sale that they do every year. They've been doing it for like 30 years. <laughs> um, anyway, so now they're doing it. They are going to open a shop online to do it, and that starts on the 30th of April. So, um, like, you'll hop online. There'll be an order form you pick your delivery time um, between May 5th and May 10th, um, and then they'll put together your order, and you can go down and pick up your plant. So that's also a good place to get starters. So, And that's just at wcgplantsale.org. Nope. What was the other place on State Street? Because I'm pretty sure you said like <laughs> 10 minutes ago that was the only one. Kuahara Farms. Kuahara Farms. Yeah. Yes. Kuahara Farms. Fuck you, Wasatch Community Gardens. No starters right? for you. Kuahara okay. no, Just kidding. One other cool thing that's happening is this Thursday, starting approximately at 1 o'clock, um, they haven't released exact times yet. The F-35 demo team is going to be doing a flyover. And this is really particularly cool because usually like the 4th of July when they do their flyovers, they just do like the immediate Wasatch front. So they'll come down, they'll usually bend at the Cottonwoods and then they'll go up to like Heber and then come around the backside and then come back to Layton. Um, but this time they're going clear down to St. George and then they'll come up the backside and then come down through Logan. So it's going to be so awesome. And there's a lot of people complaining this is wasted money, but it's not because they have to log their hours anyways. Yeah, they still have so, to take flights. It's not wasted yes, money. They're not right. going to be doing an air show, which, oh, is, which is so sad. <laughs> but so, this have I ever told you about the ring stuff, though, in the military in my neighborhood? So we live right by airport two and airport number two. If you're not aware, has it it shake every time you have, (laughs) no, not at all. So although it does shake every fucking time a semi comes up 62nd, we can feel that. Uh, (laughs) And anytime an earthquake happens, we can feel that. Um, But no, so the, the air national guard has a wing at airport number two. uh, And it's actually a bunch of Apaches. Um, and every mm-hmm. so often, like this last summer, they had a bunch of the big cargo aircraft, the cargo uh, helicopters with the two blades and the like the, the yeah, they're not the Chinooks. Oh, yeah, they the had Chinooks. like yeah. they had like eight Chinooks out there or oh, something um, so for cool. a long time. <laughs> like they had them parked for like I don't know, like three months out there, and they were doing stuff with them. But the the Apaches are always there, and they run training missions like once a month. And they do it over a weekend because it's a fucking National Guard base. And the National Guard wing flies the Apaches all the time. So they're not – it's not just a not just a mechanic place. They're actually doing the whole wing of Apaches. Well, our ring, if you have a ring doorbell, you have this <laughs> ring neighbors thing if you subscribe. And we always – never fails. Every single time they do it, you have some fucking idiot that's like – Hey, what's going on? What are the helicopters doing flying around? <laughs> or, you guys hear those gunshots? And it's the fucking helicopters um, every time. And then like there's 200 comments of people being like, you're fucking retarded. You live right across the street from a fucking airfield. What would you think was going to happen? You're in a flight path. Like, it's We get that out 
out here because um, the Tooele Depot does their detonation testing, and I also live by Camp Williams. And people are like, you could have warned us. I'm like, if you followed any of those people, then you would know they always give notifications. Yeah, Um, exactly. And and Tooele, the Army Depot does all the time. So anyway, the Apaches are always flying around over here, uh, and people... It's it's funny, like, um, what happened last night? What was it last night? Oh, so th- this just gets me on a tangent with Ring, because if you, the comments. <laughs> his neighbors post dumb shit all the time, like, oh, what was it? Like, the 4th of July. Shit, you not. Did anyone hear those gunshots? It's not gunshots, you fucking retards. They're, they're fireworks going off. They've been going off for three days. Like, figure it out. It's not, just look out your window. Right? You the, there's a that. stranger at my door. Yeah, like, and sometimes, like, like, okay, it's I five, get it when it's 2.30 in the morning, but not yeah, when like it's, like, 5, 5 at night. 5.30 in the afternoon, and there's a door dude at your door with a clipboard? Yeah, it's a fucking door-to-door salesman, most likely. <laughs> or, like, when you see some dude that's clearly, like, from the gas company looking over their fence trying to get yeah. a meter read. <laughs> like, who is this guy? He's, he's, part of, he's part of Questar, dude, like, a Rockdown Power or whatever. He's not trying to steal your dog. Yeah. But, so, last night... Uh, I think it was last night. Maybe it was two nights ago. Um, it was last night. You were telling me So like 2.30 in the morning, 3 in the morning, one of the neighbors posted um, that their dog was hit really close to our house, um, like the corner right up here where Walgreens is at. Um, the, the, the dog, Their dog was hit there, and they wanted to know if anyone was able to get video of the incident happening. Um, because a lot of times you can get, like if you have a couple neighbors with cameras, you can get other images of people that, that – and, and things so anyway, but like the first comment was like, "Can you not post this at this time of night? It woke me up." <laughs> like, who has their Who has their miscellaneous notifications on their two thirty in the morning? <laughs> like, like I yes, leave your door one on so that if somebody's like trying to break in your door, but and it wasn't just the one person. There were like ten people bitching about the time that she posted. I'm like, you guys are fucking heartless. She's posting about her dog getting hit and dying. Something and you're complaining legitimate. about what, what time in the morning it was? Turn off your fucking notifications. But it is ring doorbell <laughs> neighbors is one comical fucking place. And because like no one has an identifying name, it's like neighbor 15. Neighbor 15. I'm on to you. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Ring doorbell. They start giving them all sorts of crap like around the holidays with that involve fireworks. When people start posting gunshots, oh, I heard it too. And then they'll oh, be, yeah. <laughs> they just start oh, like, you get for living in current, you guys. I'm pretty sure it's that way in Jeremy's neighborhood and he doesn't live in Kearns. <laughs> I think he probably just doesn't pay attention to him because he has more, he has better things to do. Chris and I don't have kids, so we have more time. <laughs> uh, I'll go four or five days without looking at my ring notices and then it'll be like, you have 72 new notices. And it's all that kind of stuff. Yeah, it's all the neighbor shit. Um, and I, my favorite, though, is like I came home from work on Monday and I saw a dude, like a fucking vivant solar guy walking door to door. I'm like, motherfucker. It's a pandemic. That is, <laughs> like, you think people are going to want to talk to you at their front door? Like, you didn't have a mask on or nothing. Like, what do you think is going to happen when you knock on their door? I mean, I know you got a job to do, but also that was the day that I realized my front door, my storm door has a screen. It's always oh, had that. I don't get what... Because I, I always open the door to talk to these fucking idiots, and then they're like, 
because of how the door opens and where they stand, like you can't just close it without like hitting them. That's like, why I want. I, that's why I want to build a, a porch onto our front porch so that people can stand to the side. But now I'm just going to roll the thing down, and when I'm done and they won't leave, I'll just roll it back up and shut the door. You don't even have to roll it up first. You can just shut the door and roll it up later. I don't want them to spit on my door. I don't care if they spit on the storm door. Yeah, there's something on the etched into the glass in that storm door. I don't know what happened. But, you know, sales guy pissed off like the one at Jeremy's house that day. <laughs> That's the one that hilarious. you got mad at? Well, he was just like, he was completely flabbergasted that someone would be like that. And it's like, <laughs> Jeremy's, for those of you who don't know, Jeremy's office in his home where he runs his business is right by his front door. It's front up. And, yeah, it's the front. And he, he has a, a, a business logo prominently displayed at the front of the house. He has a no soliciting sign. And I was over there helping him with something. I think it was setting up your computer or something. Yeah, I was setting up the computer. And uh, it gets a knock at the doorbell, and I just answer it because that's just that's just what I do. I sit at the door, and someone. Well, it was it. summertime, so we thought it probably was one of the kids' friends yeah. or something. So I answered it to open it in case it was like Jonathan's friend or something. It was this dude like standing at the bottom of the porch. I'm like, "What can I do for you?" He's like, "Well, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, you see this sign that was right by where you pressed the ring <laughs> doorbell, right?" He's like, "Yeah." I'm like, "What does it say? It says no soliciting. So what are you doing here?" Well, if you, you thought about, so I'm like, I'm not interested in whatever you're selling. I don't care. You can leave. Well, nope. do you own the home? No, I'm not the homeowner. He's inside. He's busy. Can I tell you about <laughs> it was hilarious. Lord and Savior. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure he, he was not a Mormon. He was, uh, well, he might have been a Mormon, but he was like a, he was a fucking solar guy. They're all over the place. It's not pest control in Utah. It's solar guys. My mom and grandma used to have these signs. I don't know if my mom still has hers up that said, oh, this is does. a Catholic home. No religions of other kinds or something needed. And it used to have, like, they blocked it out, but it had, like, like a curse in the center of it. It was in English and Spanish. And then in the center, there was, like, a curse ever like <laughs> bothered them from another religion so they like blocked that part of it out but they left the the sign up that's awesome so we had our primary conventions our conventions i guess they weren't really the primaries those are still coming but we had our conventions this last week yes. the Utah democratic and republican parties Correct. Um, and uh, spencer cox got out with the top nomination shield it it. Uh, and who was the other one that picked up the nomination? Greg Hughes. Um, and then Huntsman didn't. They didn't. I, they didn't. Huntsman was they like had. Huntsman was like clear at the bottom. I think he was like second. Yeah, but he didn't go, and he didn't really need to. To be fair, none of them did. They all had the signatures uh, to get on the ballot. Okay, but this is like online. How hard is it to sit in front of your computer? Uh, I mean, he's got Russia. Right. I guess. <laughs> I guess. So, he has another job. Stop. Well, uh, he's not. Th- I don't think he's that ambassador anymore. Is he not? I thought he was still. Mm-mm. I did get a phone call today from Ben McAdams' office that he's doing a teleconference call um, tomorrow. So that was nice. I don't usually answer numbers I don't know, but I Googled it really fast and I was like, oh, I'm going to see like what this is because I did send it because I did send an email to him like a month ago, which did get responded to in a non uh, template. Yeah, like by an actual person. Yeah. Um, Anyway, so he speaking of Ben McAdams, he um, COVID survivor. He is a COVID survivor. (laughs) Yes, he's actually a COVID survivor. Yes. Representative and COVID survivor Ben McAdams. 
Yes, he will. <laughs> yes, he's going forward. So, anyways, I just thought it was interesting. First time that they've done something like that. I was trying to get the numbers for the governor. So, Lieutenant Governor Cox had 52.6%. Um, Greg Hughes had 43.1%. And then it says John Huntsman and Thomas Wright qualified through signature gathering, which Huntsman barely made it through with signature gathering. I'll tell you a story about that. <laughs> so my boss is on Huntsman's planning committee. Um, and I, I'm, I'm all for Huntsman running or whatever. I can't sign petitions because I'm not a Republican. I can't sign for them to get on the ballot. Um, but my boss is, is on his planning committee. What did your boss say when he found out that you weren't a Republican? He knows. My boss is no, <laughs> I know. Years. I'm just teasing you. <laughs> and, uh, um, and he's like, well, I want to, He's like, I want to put this, uh, his signature petition out in the break room and have people be able to come sign it and try and help him out. And so he had my team like go to send an email and they sent me a message and they're like, can we do this? I'm like, well, he's kind of your boss. Um, but I talked to him and it's totally okay from an HR standpoint for us to put it out there and say, Hey, if you want to go sign this, please sign it. We just sh- shouldn't be like directing people to do it. Um, but he got two signatures. <laughs> <laughs> from your whole office that's awesome <laughs> I mean he didn't like push it super hard in the office I think there were other places he was doing stuff for him but was <laughs> he's like I feel so bad oh hey speaking of government things I have something really cool to talk about that I almost forgot um, it's my friend where she lives in Florida and she works for um, CSL which is like the one of the plasma um, companies, the plasma centers, and I think it's their corporate office. And she had posted about it today because they really need like plasma and blood donations right now. And I always feel bad because I can't because I keep getting tattoos <laughs> and there's usually a year waiting period. And so I posted that and I said, Oh, like that's so, you know, I wish that I could. And she sent me a private message and she said, Hey, like when was your last tattoo? And I said, well, days. It's still, no, it's not 30 days. It's still um, less than a year because it used to be a year. And she said, starting on Monday, May 4th, um, if you haven't had a tattoo in four months or longer, you can donate plasma at CSL. I don't know if that is. So um, blood, blood donation standards changed like a month and a half, two months ago. And I think it's 90 days now for tattoos yes. and 90 days for gay sex. So Yes. Yep. I just, since we didn't mention that and she told me that and I was like, that's so freaking cool. So I'm going to go. I'm just going to throw out a suggestion. I don't think you have hep C, Jess, and I think you'd probably don't have HIV. So, and you, you seem like you could do it. What you do is you don't tell them you got a tattoo recently. And when they ask if you're gay, uh, you can say, yeah, but I suck at having sex. So I'm clean. For a while. <laughs> or they could just get with fucking 2020 and stop fucking thinking that just because you're gay, your plasma is going to have hepatitis C right. and HIV. So that, that's that, good. that piece, I understand tattoos to some extent, but I think a year is obscene. And I, I do not understand the, the whole male, male sex thing. It, it boggles my mind that that's still a fucking thing. Cause guess what? They test the blood anyway. Well, right. it's, apparently it's not a thing. I mean, now it's a four-month waiting period. So, it's, But it's still a thing, right? It you is. cannot be a sexually active gay male and give blood. 
or plasma. Yeah. My friend just said you can. Yeah. If you don't have sex within four months of doing it. That's not sexually active. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's, that's not sexually active at all. And that's the blood. I know that for sure is the blood donation guidelines. I think it's 90 days for blood donation and plasma donation is a little different because each group kind of can set their own regulations. I think it's the FDA that controls blood donations. Yes, it is. Um, but still, that's just, it's ludicrous that we're still living in fucking AIDS scare of 1970s and 80s where we say, well, if you have had sex with a man that's had sex with a man in the last year, you can't get blood. <coughs> it's a bone that I have. It really pisses me off. It's not why I don't donate. I can't donate. That's because you're anemic. Yeah. When you have no thyroid. Yeah. It's sad. But you should donate. If you can. Um, and I still say just lie about it, right? <laughs> just say, no, nah, I'm not gay. I just fucked the chick last night. Are we good? Because they don't care about that. They do not care about that. You can have sex with the opposite sex as much as you want. You could do it in the car in the parking lot and come in and get blood and they don't care. Maybe you should. But if your wiener Gets has been in a bottle of Gets another the blood man. blowing before you in. God. God. Just. Sorry, that's one of my things. It just I've never understood why we continue to have such an asinine regulation. Because they test the blood. It's not like they just go, oh, this guy's clean. He said he didn't do anything. Right. Yeah, they test everything, all of it, even if, yeah, yeah no matter what. I they didn't mean to. to bring up a sore spot. I thought it was good news for me. No, it is good it. news. <laughs> I mean, it's good news if you want to donate. And you could always have done it before. You just lie. Because they're not going to go very far. a good liar. You're like, no, I've not had this tattoo for, uh, I mean, it's been for over a year, I promise. <laughs> what tattoo? <laughs> yeah. I can't take it. You got me. I lied. You still have oh. fucking saran wrap on it. <laughs> yeah, it's because I cut it again. It's weird. <laughs> that looks really fresh. It's blistered and scabbed. <laughs> oh, man, this is, it just took a while to heal. It's been two years. <laughs> Yeah. Don't oh, want your man. blood for other reasons. Uh, the tattoo thing. I, look, I do totally understand the tattoo thing, right? Like, I get it. It's your, you know, it's a, it's a choice to have a tattoo, and and I, I don't think a year. I think a year is obscene. I think nine, ninety days, four months. That's that's fine, right? Like, you shouldn't give blood within ninety days of doing a bunch of shit. But the the thing that they do with with gay men is just preposterous to me it's crazy it's born of the AIDS scares in the early 80s and i just don't think it's realistic anymore you know when ronald reagan was telling you you could get aids from spit on national television yeah true <laughs> that's enough about all that um it's uh now for something completely different <laughs> yeah i'm pretty sure that um if we have anyone that has maintained with us for the last 50 <laughs> minutes or so um, you guys are going to really have to help me out because uh, I can't even get his name right. I, I read yeah, some stuff. He keeps telling me the wrong name. I keep calling him Garter or Gartner. <laughs> but it's our famous Utah week, right? So it's the, sure the end of the month. Um, and our famous Utah this week is um, uh, former Utah senator and governor of the state of Utah, Jake Garn. He was a governor, right? I'm not crazy. No, I thought yes. it was- he, not only was he, a, he was a mayor too. Not only was he the governor, he was the last Repo- or Democratic governor, right? Yes. 
No, he is Republican, wasn't he? Republican. Yeah. Why is it? Why am I? He was the last something governor. Hold on, I gotta go look it up again. I think it was mayor. You guys can start talking about him making babies. It's the last mayor. The last Republican mayor of Salt Lake. That uh, I know he was also in between the Bennetts on the Senate. Ha ha ha. So that's true. Papa Bennett, Papa. and then him, and then his son Bennett. So he was right in between, and that spanned decades. Yeah, well, I mean, he only served like two and three quarters terms in the Senate before croaking. So now he's still alive. No, he's not. Isn't he? Jake Garn? Yeah, he, he is. He's died, like eighty-seven. I thought. I thought he died in ninety-three. I thought he was. No, alive. that's when he was in Congress. Never mind. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> See, you, you I, really, you I, I told you guys I'm not going to be good at this. <laughs> so I'm going to let other people talk. I'm going to walk away for a second while you guys <laughs> talk about Mr. Jake Garn a little bit. All right, Mr. Garn was from Richfield, Utah. Born have you ever, October, been, to, have you ever been to Richfield? I have. Jess has probably been there more than I have, though. It's like where I grew up in Green River. No one can hear you, Jess. You muted yourself. <laughs> you're still, Sorry, you're still, I did mute myself. I forgot. <laughs> she like laid back on her bed and like starts talking. We can see her mouth moving. I can't see anything. That's because you have googly eyes. <laughs> um, no, I've only been to Richfield once, and that was to deliver um, a wedding cake. Anyway, I'm sorry. Richfield is a sorry. piece of shit small town. So. Born in 1932. Um, there's not a whole lot about his younger life that I could find, but he did graduate from the University of Utah in 1955 which, with a Bachelor of Science. Well, his, uh, his wife died in 1975, and he remarried. He did. Was that his first wife or his yes, second wife? Yes, his first wife. And they had like three kids or four kids. And how, how many did he have with his second wife? Two. What about his Shh. third wife? He didn't have a third wife. He still married the same second wife. Are you sure he hasn't taken on a second sister wife? Pretty Not sure. Not aware of. <laughs> he, was a, he was also in the, in the Navy um, from 1956 to 1960 on active duty. Uh, and then Navy Reserve and Air National Guard up through 1979. And he was made Brigadier General in 1985. This is where he got his background in flying. Uh, Jess, did you see what all he flew? No, he was a pilot for... NASA. Just kidding. Well, <laughs> yes, at some point with he NASA. Wasn't, no. He was no slouch to flying. He flew a shit he, ton of hours. He served in the United States uh, Navy as a Martin P-5M that's Martin pilot. Yeah. Um, of the flew. 151st Air Refueling Group of the Utah Air National Guard, where he flew Boeing KC-97L and KC-135A. And then he retired as a, as a colonel in 1979. And he, put, he had more than 10,000 hours in the military and civilian aircraft. So this was before, this was before he joined NASA. So, so I mean, he legitimately he was. He joined NASA. <laughs> Yeah, he didn't join NASA. <laughs> Do we want to talk about that? Let's talk about his political career first. Yeah, let's yes. talk about his political career because that's what led to joining NASA. <laughs> he has a membership card and everything. Yeah, it's like yeah, an NRA, NASA, NRA, the very similar. He was active oh, in the Lord. Utah League of Cities and Towns. League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. He was that also was vice president of the National League of Cities. 
1974 was when he was first elected to the Senate. Um, like you said before, he succeeded in retiring Wallace Bennett. And then yeah. he was he was reelected to second term in November of 1980. And he received 74% of the vote, which was the largest victory in the statewide race in Utah I, history. Yeah, I think it still is. I still think it's the largest victory. That's crazy. So he was chairman of Senate Banking, Housing, Urban Affairs Committee, and then he also um, served on subcommittees for housing and urban affairs, financial institutions, and international finance and monetary um, policy. And there is actually a website that you can go to that you can see a lot of the bills that he um, had part in. I think I'm on that website. He was also a staunch pro-life guy, in case you were wondering. Yes, but he, he did leave. He, he 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 left the pack. Yeah, because they started um, started a hit list. But yeah. thanks for getting me off the, the subject that we were talking about. Sorry, because That's I okay. was going to say, you know, Chris and I, I think, have talked about these before. I don't know if you guys have seen them, where they show. Um, Senators and representatives as as blue and red dots on a graph about how they vote and about how things look. And over the years, um, it used to be that that the blue and red dots would mix, and there would be kind of a haze of purple in the center where where people could agree on certain things, and people would cross the aisle. And as the years have gone by, and it's just gotten worse and worse that divide has become quite huge where there's no, there's nobody in the middle and there's just big chunks of red and blue on either side. Mm -hmm. And so I was looking at a graph um, of the Senate in 1992 and he's, he's definitely, you know, leaning toward conservative, but he's not far right conservative. Like he's, he's getting close to the middle and then they've also scored it um, on, on leadership, how well they did with leadership up and down and he was kind of towards the top of, of that. So as you know, as far as Republicans go, he was probably one of the better Republican legislators that we could have had because he wasn't crazy. Like, which is what you don't want of any of them, whether you're democratic or Republican or whatever you want to be able to mix, um, with with the other side and and hear hear what they have to say and while he wasn't one of the most progressive Republicans he definitely was right in the middle of it and and that's kind of nice to have. Well, and it was also the seventies, so definitely a different time. Different it was the nineties. I said it was the nineteen ninety two Senate. Yeah. Well, from seventy four to ninety three, though. Yeah, but I mean. This was this was specifically from 1992. So this is gotcha. a kind of as they're starting to spread out a little bit more. He was still staying on the moderate side of 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 folks, even as we started to to get more and more separate. He he wasn't one of those people. He was kind of close to the to the edge. So and I I I, uh, I this is something I found interesting, right? So. Um, in, in looking at Garn, because he served three terms in the Senate. And then I don't know why he stepped down. Did, did it say why he stepped down from the Senate? Um, and let Bennett come in his place? I'm not sure. I don't know that I read anything about that. So he he stepped away from the Senate in um, 93, I guess. He didn't die in 93. So 92. Whatever. So whatever <laughs> year. 
Um, technically, January 3rd of 93. We're, we're going to get technical. How about that? Yeah, we are. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I found it interesting. So Utah has been a state since what year? 71? 1776? Not no. true. That would be the that's, United, that's States. The United yeah. States. Utah? That's the United States. Utah has been a state with representatives. 1847. 1896, I think, is the first year. That well, we let's had. see. When Remember, we had bicentennial babies, Jeremy, when the 1976ers. But that was from the United States' birthday, not Utah's. Oh, I thought yeah. that, that was the state one. Um, no, that was the country. Uh, I don't know. I, up. I don't so know. I'm just, the, I know our first senators served, I think, um, when did Cannon serve? We just talked about her. Hold on. Let me find her. I just find it interesting because I, I roughly like 124 years, I think, is where we're at now. Um, uh, and Frank Cannon was our first senator in the other district. Uh, yeah, 1896 was the first year that we had senators in the U.S. Senate. Um, so 124 years. And in that time, the seat that Jake Garn held, which is now held by fuckface Mike Lee, um, <laughs> we've had eight people in total uh, wow. sit in that seat. Wow. Now, Senate, Senate terms are long. Keep that in mind. Senate terms are six years. Six years, yeah. But that is a total um, of we're now in our 21st term since we've had senators uh, sitting, which equates to uh, with, what is it, eight? Mm-hmm. So roughly three terms, right? I know so, Bennett was in for a long time. Yeah, so it's actually probably more than that because we're now so 20 divided by 8 is I don't know like 2, two and something. a half so that's not bad that's really interesting that, that most of them are really only serving 2 to 3 terms um, Hatch was a big exception in the other seat but the other seat's very similar in the other seat um, there's 9 including Romney currently so I went from Cannon to Kearns to Sutherland to King to Murdoch to Watkins Moss, Hatch, and then Romney. But Hatch served for like six centuries, so I don't <laughs> well, he still think he was dead. Die in office like Strom Thurmond. The did. thing is, is it, you're right. Three terms it doesn't seem like it's that much, but when you do the math, that's 18 years. 18 years that you serve somewhere. Think of the difference you are from when you were 18 years 18 ago. Years yeah. ago. Yeah, that's huge. Well, and I, I would support like Senate term limits. I would support two terms because I think I think the House is a little different. I think every two years is insane because it takes a year just to get your shit together in a place like D.C. If mm-hmm. you've been. So I, I, I think that you could limit terms in the House to be, you know, four terms, maybe um, or even make it equivalent and, and make it six terms in the House. Um, so it's 12 years in the House, 12 years in the Senate. But I just found that interesting because there are other states that are worse. But realistically, we're staying within two to three terms per senator. That's pretty impressive with one I, big glaring exception. All <laughs> right. I looked through um, the websites that I researched on, and all it just says is that he retired. Yeah, and it was 1896. any, like, a reason. 1896 was our statehood date, by the way. So yeah, who knows? Maybe he uh, maybe he had some shit coming on him. Maybe uh, maybe Bennett had something to do. Bennett was done dirty when they got rid of him. <laughs> the way they got rid of him was uh, was a little crazy. So um, yeah, fucking Orrin Hatch, man, that guy was in the Senate for a long time, long time. Yep. What 
77 to 19, 2019. Oh, it was like 71. Let's see. Let's see what it says. It's like 1971. Um, 71 or 74. It's before I was born. No, it was not. 77 is when he took office. 77. All right. The first run for public office was in 76, and he took Senate in 77. So how long was that? Um, maybe he's an except. Maybe he's not an exception. I can't do this kind of math in my head because I don't know Common Core. <laughs> Forty. Um, Jesus Christ! Seven terms that motherfucker served in Congress. Wow. Forty-two years he was a senator. And to never have another job in your life—that's not right. Yeah, and that's basically it, right? Like forty-two, half his life. He's only well, he's like older now. But I think he's still only in his 80s, right? When was he born? Um, does it say? Who? He was friends with Jesus. Yeah. What? About <laughs> Jesus? I thought he was friends with Jesus. No, not Jesus. Just Jesus' son. <laughs> the Holy Ghost. Mormon. So he's 86. So he literally spent half his life in Congress. In wow. the That's fucking insane. Sorry, I didn't mean to sidetrack away from Jake Garn. I thought it was really interesting when I did the math that most of our senators have only served two to three terms. That's, mm. that's really impressive because when you look at a guy like Orrin Hatch, he served seven fucking terms. Mm-hmm. 42 years he spent in the Senate. That's insane. That that's is insane. fucking crazy. How, how on earth does he, did he possibly have a grasp on what people were doing in Utah? regular people with normal jobs and mortgages and yeah i don't know yeah that's just it's wild so i i just kind of a kudos i guess to jake garn for for only serving three terms but can we talk more did we talk about his we talked about his mayor mayoral and his gubernatorial stuff right Briefly. briefly yes he's not exactly stand out in either case um the, the the Senate stuff is where things get interesting, right? Because so he's on that committee. Um, the he's on, yeah, he's on the subcommittee for NASA. Yeah, well, and it's 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 actually the committee was the one that he was the the chair of, which was the um, or I don't know if they call it the chair. It was that the housing and urban something or other HUD. HUD. Housing and Urban Development. The pre, well. Yeah, the pre- yeah. Pre- previous HUD is what HUD used to be called before HUD was called HUD, I think. Um, yeah, but so. Because he, he also was, was like, never governor, by the way. I just want to throw that out yeah, there. I told I Chris thought, that mayor, he was? mayor. Oh, I thought he was governor. Mayor. Nope. I said this when we started. God, I'm dumb. <laughs> no, but I thought he was governor too. <laughs> Whatever. No. I'm sorry. I didn't do a good job. No, you're good. That. I just I, want to clarify. I did read stuff, but I only read like a couple <laughs> of things this time. Usually, I read like 20 things. Um. So anyway, um, so he's on this he's on this uh, committee that controls the finances for NASA. Basically, it's uh, uh-huh. um, basically the independent agency subcommittee of an appropriations committee um, that has to do with defense and everything. And because he's also done some other stuff, this is when NASA has a specific program. Um, what the hell is the name of the program? It's really important. Um, Congressional Observer. Well, is, that was his role as was congressional observer. Yeah, but there's there was a specific name for the program that they set up with NASA. So this I don't is, remember reading that. This is at a time when NASA is trying to garner support for uh-huh, garner. 
It's it's when they're trying to garner support for the space program. You know, it's been the height of the Cold War. We've been to the moon. People are losing interest. Um, they're trying to get funding, and so they make a decision that um, payload specialist. Uh, yes. Yeah, but that wasn't the name of the program. That's just his job. No, no, no. But that's no, but that's what he was called. He was called a payload specialist. Yeah, but you said the program had a special name. Well, so it's uh, um, it's it's the reason it's important is because like the teacher in Challenger that went up that was not a fucking astronaut. Chris she was McCullough. also yeah. <laughs> She was also a payload specialist, so it was the same program that sent her into space that sent him into space. And a lot of people at the time said, he shouldn't get to go into space. He's not a fucking astronaut. Like, this is stupid. It's just because he's a senator. It was. <laughs> yeah, it was. Senator. <laughs> it was NASA trying to get funding, and they used his role as a senator and being on that committee. And it's yeah, funny because some I of were the other senator, astronauts... I'd send myself. Some of the other astronauts were not ha- happy about it at all. <laughs> no, of course not, because these guys worked their whole life to get to this point, and they got passed up so that he could go to space. Um, and but in in Garn's defense, like if you want to talk about a candidate that is a, a civilian, quote unquote, um, that should be able to go up into space, it's a dude that flew as many hours as he flew. Right. That's true. Right, because NASA is a wing of the Air Force, right, and mm-hmm. and, and uh, now it's its own force. It's the Space Force. Um, NASA <laughs> oh, will. I don't know. <laughs> it's a real thing now, uh, but because because he had all that experience, compare him to the teacher from the Challenger, right? Right. Like this is the same time frame. These things are going on. She has no fucking business being in in a in a in a shuttle. Now his sickness. Um, which is one of the uh, experiments they wanted to run on him while he was up there is the motion sickness stuff. Everyone basically <laughs> said it's because he didn't train for a mission, right? We go through fucking crazy training. You've seen like the G4 simulators and stuff like that. that these guys go through. Yeah, Haven't and... you guys seen Armageddon? Yeah. <laughs> All those guys held their cookies just fine. So. <laughs> no, so, that one guy. Remember that guy got space sickness. Yeah. Let me tell Steve you. Buscemi. Go ahead, Jeremy. His his face sickness was so bad that the Doonesbury cartoon strip nicknamed him Barfin Jake Garn in their yeah. cartoon strip. Yeah. And actually, they uh, they jokingly made the scale, the space sickness scale, named after him. This, it it's was the Garn a, scale. The Garn That's scale. the worst you can be. It's one Garn. <laughs> Oh man! But what you said about Armageddon. So this is just this is totally not related, but it's something everyone should go seek out on the internet while you're at home. Um, so Ben Affleck does a commentary over Armageddon, and it's so fucking good. He just rips on the movie for like five minutes on YouTube. I love Armageddon. And he's like, he's like, oh yeah, sure. You fucking engineers from drilling oil know way more than my NASA astronauts that are like. PhD scientists and army specialists or air force specialists. It's fucking hilarious. Like it's That's so funny. good. His commentary is fantastic. When you do that, it's a suspension of, of belief, just like with Marvel movies and everything else. You just have to go into it and just take it for what it is and walk away with it. So anyway, uh, sorry. I just think everyone should go look that up. It's hilarious. It's totally worth the watch. Um, do we have anything else to say about Garn, who apparently is not dead, by the way? I'm sorry. Nope. I thought he died. He's alive. That's He's okay. pretty, pretty 
Amish Utah in a sense. He, he I don't did, know what he's doing. He did donate a kidney in 1986 to his then 27-year-old daughter. Yes. Mm-hmm. And he, in 1980, um, he was – oh, sorry, I lost my page. I'm still getting used to my new phone. <laughs> um, he in February of 1980, he was honored by the Freedoms Foundation of Valley Forge, Pennsylvania, along with U.S. Ambassador Shirley Temple, uh, actor James Stewart, singer John Denver, Whoa. and Tom and Tom Abraham, who was a businessman from Canadian Texas who worked with immigrants uh, seeking to become U.S. citizens. So that was a cool honor. So he got. was a Republican in the 80s working to help people become U.S. citizens. I don't back know. To what did, you your, did your mind Freedoms. just get blown? Freedom Foundation of Valley. at Valley Forge. I'm looking this up because I want to know more about it. It's a national nonprofit, nonpartisan, non-sectarian. Jesus Christ. How much non-shit do they need to put on it? <laughs> They're proving a negative. Founded in 1949, the foundation is located adjacent to the Valley Forge National Historical Park in Valley Forge, Pennsylvania. And it sits it's on ground that was once part of General Washington's Valley Forge encampment, blah, blah, blah. Um, the foundation is known for awards and programs honoring Americans of all walks of life, organizations, and institutions who set examples in responsible citizenship, free enterprise education, and long-term civic accomplishment. Nice. There you go, Jess. Thanks. I know. <laughs> oh, I know. I'll be Google for you. Thanks. I appreciate it. You guys ever sent a let me Google that for you link to something? Oh, I love that thing. It's my favorite thing. Not Have right. you guys ever done that? No, uh-uh. what is it? So sometimes someone will say, "Hey, what's this?" And if you go to L M G G, oh L M G T, let me Google that for it's you. It's all F-Y. the first letters of let, let me Google, Google that, that for you. you. Then you type in like the question or whatever, and you send a link to them. Yeah, and it, and and, and it uh, sends, them to, sends them to Google. So you, it sends them to Google. So you type the thing in, they. It sends them a link, and it shows that going to Google and typing in the question that they asked <laughs> you and hitting enter. That's awesome. It's, it's really awesome. I've done it before. Uh, sorry. Nothing's. Um, so is that it for Garn? Hi, Rocky. Rocky's on Rocky's camera. Hi. Come, come see Rocky. Rocky's the cutest of your dogs. That's yeah. true. It's not hard. He's not got a lot of competition. <laughs> I love Evo, but holy crap, he's not cute at all. No. Um. Too big to put in your lap anyway. <laughs> so that's Jake Garn. Unless you guys have anything else. Nope. Just by that he's guy. also, I just want to say he's the first alive person that we've talked about. <laughs> I'm talking about dead people. In honest. the last year, he is the first one that's been. Oh, no, that's not true. We had one that's still in prison. Yeah, there's just a couple serial killers. That all the rest are, are deed. Um. So I Bree Bree brought up a thing about suspending disbelief. Um, so all the network shows are done, right? They're 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 probably not coming back this season. If you think they are, you're crazy because they've all stopped <laughs> filming. They, Hollywood just can't exist, right? Like you cannot film right now. It takes way too many people in too close a quarters, and they're the most liberal of all of us. So they're going to follow quarantining rules. Um, but uh, so we've been watching movies, and Netflix has put up a bunch of new movies in the last few weeks. Are um, you going to talk about 100 humans? N- no, but that's it. Uh, maybe oh. we will. But I wanted to talk about, because she was saying suspend disbelief. We decided 
we'd never watched all the Tremors movies. Oh, my God. And Tremors <laughs> is a movie that's like, Tremors itself is kind of near and dear to my heart. I really like that movie. But, you know, they've taken that franchise and run with it, made a whole bunch of really shitty movies. Tremors 5,962 squared. So we started a Tremors marathon. And we can only handle like a couple a day. Uh, <laughs> and Tremors 4 was so bad. Um, Hold on. We might have to... Will you go get I my remember. power cord? Will you go get my power cord? It's plugged. I remember in. the original one. I liked the original one. Yeah, the original Tremors. Yeah, the original Tremors was great. Um, the the Tremors four. <laughs> so Tremors <laughs> one and two are good. Tremors three started to go off the rails a little bit. Um, they really. Um, they lost the lead guys in Tremors 3, and it was just the guy, Bert, or whatever his name was. Um, but then Tremors 4, Brady, you want to tell them about Tremors 4? Do you remember Tremors 4? No. She doesn't want to talk about it. <laughs> no. <laughs> I've never seen to, any of them. I'm just plugging in so we don't die here. And have to start all over. Oh, my God, I'd be so pissed. (laughs) Uh, So anyway, Tremors 4 is like, Tremors 4 is a total diversion from the rest of them. Tremors 4 takes place in the past. It wasn't 3, was it 4? No, 3 was the one where they go to Mexico and they have the ass blasters. (laughs) Because 2 was the second one that had one of the guys still. You're you're right. Um, But but 3, they they find ass blasters in 3. So in 4... And that's what they call them. Yeah. Like, that's not just Chris wanting to say ass blaster. In four, <laughs> they go back in time. And in four, it's like Old West. And oh, boy. It's, it's so bad. It's, it's so awful. It's really, like, it was hard to watch. It was really that bad. Like, it was <laughs> one of the dumbest movies I've ever seen and not on an entertaining level. It was, the acting was horrible. The, the plot and the script were just, and the action sequences the CGI or animation that they use was so god. It was like all the way back to like the first Tremors, maybe even worse. When did it that was one so, come out? When did I don't know. Uh, I don't know. So, but then we watched Tremors five, and both of us were like, eh, "If we fall asleep, it's fine." So we slept through it, and then I woke up like at the last quarter. Of and it, he I'm was like, like, "Oh, this might have been worth watching. This one might have actually not been horrible, but I don't think I'm going to be able to continue. I think there's mm-hmm. seven of them." Oh boy. I don't think I can yeah. get through two more of them. <laughs> and I have to rewatch five if I'm going to do any right, of them. Right, right. So, anyway, Tremors. It's really hard to suspend disbelief with that movie. You know? Yeah. <laughs> so the bad. first one and maybe the second one. But after that, it's, I mean, it's like they weren't even trying. There's a new docuseries on Netflix, too. The, yes. the 100. 100 Humans. 100 Humans. I've heard about it. It's so good, at least so far. The first episode was pretty damn interesting. Yeah, so it was. They're just doing weird social experiments with people. 100 people. They call them the humans, and they they split them up into two groups a lot of times to, to do different experiments, which kind of throws me because... Everybody looks at everything differently. But, but that's that's how you do it. It's just look, look. It's a hundred people. It's not a no. statistically relevant study. No, but it's they're doing things like they had a, in the first episode a dance competition between twelve dudes. To, eleven. Yeah, eleven to find out which one was the best dancer subjectively, the best dancer according to the rest of the humans. And they also had them jack off into a cup and did sperm counts. And <laughs> so they wanted to see if the best dancer also had the highest sperm count. And the conclusion was the worst dancer had a zero count. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> but other than that, and then the the actually the the second best dancer actually did have the highest, per, but the but the highest one is like eight million or something. And the dude the dude that was second to best dancer had two hundred and eight million. Two hundred eight million sperm in the count, and I don't remember hmm. what the count. Is. Basically, like if he looked at you, you would get pregnant. Yeah, pretty much. Is what I got out of his sperm. <laughs> but it had nothing to do with anything. And they and what I was telling Chris is I'm like. This just goes to show you how much more confident men are than women. There were only two guys there that weren't like beer gut, belly old, white, or, well, I guess there are a couple of black guys, but just fat old men. Yeah, definitely not <laughs> a tr- super attractive dudes. <laughs> It'd be like me volunteering and saying I'm a sexy dancer. And then the, then, then they were like doing, se- like they were like twerking and they were like doing come hither things. And oh my God, but it was so bad. They're, they're doing one on like bathroom habits and they're having the people actually like sit on the toilet when they Like how do you them. sit on the toilet? How do you load your toilet paper? We haven't gotten to that one yet, but we will. <laughs> So little little kind of docu series that Netflix put out that I think uh, I'm interested in. Nice. So and my new I'm um, on a entertainment note. My new favorite podcast that I haven't started yet, but I have bookmarked. <laughs> no, it's awesome. It's a rewatch of The Sopranos with Michael Imperioli and I can't remember the other actor's name that were both in The Sopranos, and I've only listened to part of one episode. But it is awesome, and I love that show. <laughs> I never watched the show. Oh I never my gosh! Got into it. I lived in New Jersey. The house was like a town away from where I lived, um, so it was always fun to be like, "Oh, I just drove <laughs> past that business today." <laughs> so, anyways, well, before we go, because I just want to be controversial and shit. I just there's a podcast out there that's not treating their interviewees very nicely, and I just want to say we always do. So come and listen to our interviews. They're better. We like people better. And if you get treated by like crap by somebody who's interviewing you, reach out to Jessica and she'll schedule you and you can come and we'll open we'll welcome you with open arms into our warm new podcast, new Utah podcast embrace and show you how an interview is done appropriately. Jeremy, our hopefully. guests cannot see the heart you were flashing on the screen. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully we do treat our guests with respect that they that they like us. So, I mean, I don't want to brag too much, but I mean, we get some really good responses from people who have, have come here maybe worried about it because they've had other bad experiences and they, and they have a good experience. We have repeat people. I mean, for fuck's sake, Sam Gill wants to be on the episode uh, on a show a third time and interview us. And he's freaking amazing. He's one of the smartest dudes I've ever met in my life. (laughs) Uh, And, and he's not alone. Like we have, I mean, really, like we have tons of people asking to be back on a show two, three, four times. Well, like if you're going to invite somebody on your show, don't treat them as a second. Like you are giving them time to learn about them. And if you can't allot them that and you're wasting their time, like that's just disrespectful to humans in general. <laughs> like, right. anyway, especially just... like to to disregard someone for whatever it is that you are interviewing them about seems right. kind of counterproductive. Yeah, I mean, if, sure. I feel like our interviews our interviews are never pointed at a subject, right? Like, so when we when we talk to people, and I wouldn't even call we do interviewing because it's not it's not a question. It's a conversation, answer. sure. 
we want to have a conversation with someone and get to know them. And while we have questions, like we typically, for a given guest, we never have more than seven things probably written on our our notes to. And when we have that many, we very rarely hit all of them. Yeah, and we just we really use them to kind of steer the conversation. In Remind some us or like, something like, "Oh, hey, yeah, you wanted you you wanted to make sure we talked about this, so let's ask a question and lead you into that." But it's it's way more of a conversation. There's a lot more back and forth, and uh, I think that's that's an important quality to have when you're talking to a guest. And I think that's why so many guests like coming here because it's not a here's a question. It's not an interrogation. Oh, that's us. a really good question. Let me answer that question. <laughs> and then, okay, a, and now that you've answered conversation. it. Yeah, well, and I hate it when it's like, question, answer, question, answer, question, answer. And some of that is editing, right? Because I'm... True. I, most of this is I'm super lazy and don't want to edit for content. But a lot of a lot of those types of... And I'm not a big fan of those shows, but a lot of those shows are very much edited question, answer, question, answer. And they cut out all the in-between as much as they can. That's my favorite part. Yeah, I think that's what makes shows entertaining. When I think about podcasts I like to listen to, some of them are literally now have devolved into being about absolutely fucking nothing. One of the shows, <laughs> one of the shows I listen to the most, it's one of the only shows that I've continued to listen to routinely through the, the virus is the mediocre show. Uh, it's a dude in Pennsylvania uh, that does the show. He's had several co-hosts over the years um, and they literally don't fucking talk about anything. Nope. They don't talk about politics. They don't talk about. They talk about their fucking life in a sense. They they talk about shit that's maybe happened to them. They don't Sounds talk like about us. politics. Yeah, it, it's kind of like <laughs> the beginning of our show, but it's their whole show. <laughs> that's all they do. And like there are shows, there are episodes that are an hour and a half long, and all they're doing is listening to voicemails of people that have called and left a message for the show, <laughs> and basically <laughs> talking back to the voicemail. And like, that's awesome. And they've created this like amazing community and they're just regular dudes just having a conversation. This is it's actually great. even a podcast that I, I don't mind listening to with Chris because it is, it's entertaining and it, it isn't spot on with anything. It's like sitting in someone's house and, you know, being at a party and meeting a new group of friends or something and you happen to, to be them. sitting there and you just, you're in on their conversation. And it's that's and, awesome. And I'm not saying all podcasts should be like that. Like I like I like Joe Rogan's podcast quite a bit. He's one of the one of the few like super famous people that I'm I dig on his podcast. And part of why is he does long form open ended interviewing. So he has conversations with people, um, and the ones that suck the most, like he even will come out and say it. Yeah, look, I interviewed this guy. It was really annoying. Like he had a dude on. Um, he has like a lot of fucking alien people on mm-hmm. <laughs> because he's a yeah. fucking. He's a UFO dude, and he's a he. He likes conspiracies. He doesn't believe them necessarily, but he likes them. But like, he had one dude on, and he's like, "I'm really disappointed because he had another guy with him, and that's why I hate doing interviews with more than one person because then one of the people kind of tries to steer things, and he's like, that dude wasn't interested in talking about that, and I wanted to get him going on something else, but I couldn't because the other guy kept redirecting, like back to his fucking book or something." And we so, we get that every once in a while on ours when we have more than one person. But I would say overall, like even I think one of my favorite interviews was our Folk Hogan one. And there was five other people in addition to so us. Fun. Like it was it was, was, it was just being uh, honest here. Yeah, but if you go back and listen to it, it is it's such a, a fun episode to listen to. It's so much fun. And they want to come back, by the way. They are awesome. 
I, we would have once once it's warm enough outside so that we don't kill <laughs> band members. We're, we're good to, to go. Yeah, they're they're welcome back anytime. Uh, those guys are great. Those guys yeah. are really really great. Um, but yeah, so I just I, I'm glad you said it, Bree. But you know there are other podcasts out there that aren't. It's like that. just it's just bothered me. I'm really irritated by it because the person that that they butchered or made to feel it's, bad or something is is ha- somebody that I really like and. I think is really cool and amazing and to be to have him feel like he's not even sure if he wants to share that is that's, that's gotta be pretty lot. bad. Yeah. It's a lot. If you do a yeah. podcast and don't want to share it out to your group, that says a lot. Yeah. Well, and like, I'm sure there's cases where people that we interview don't, but that's more because of like our swearing. Like we do, interview a lot of people swear? <laughs> that, that have a very like conservative following yeah i think if it <laughs> was so just in that the case, interview, it might be better but yeah problem no no and it's fine like that's just who we are and so but that's the only case in four years that i could think of that somebody wouldn't want to like we've never at least this is my perception i don't think we've ever had somebody leave that has felt like icky do you know what i mean like yeah. i don't know any other words well, and to even like it, but. even like farmer luke who's a pretty conservative guy who's so stinking smart that was a great interview like we you help him with stuff we we've recorded stuff and helped edit and stuff because we like him and he was comfortable enough here he liked us and so we help him and, and he's found a sucker that does free stuff for him. <laughs> but like we did that stuff for Misty Snow when she was running for Yeah, we did a whole other fucking podcast for her. So fun. Yeah. You know, all all of that stuff that we do, it's not because we get anything out of it other than the fact that we think it's cool to be able to say, Hey, we helped this person that we really like. And right. so if if anybody that we really liked ever walked away feeling as crappy as this person that had this interview with this podcast <laughs> did, I would just feel awful. So hopefully nobody's ever felt like that. And if you do tell us so we can fix it, because that's something sure. that we, yeah. unlike the eating on the mic thing, which look, we try not to, but sometimes <laughs> I do not try happens. not to. I, I eat every podcast because even now with the COVID and staying home, I cannot seem to get down to the studio on time. But, but seriously, like, you know, other than some of that stuff and we'll, we'll razz guests, but we, we do take feedback like that very seriously. It's important to us. So, um, Yeah. Well, I'm going to end on a high note. Uh, I'm going to thank Folk Hogan because uh, we don't thank him enough on the show. I do in my show notes, but they made our intro and outro music. Um, that god-awful intro that I recorded is their music in the background. Um, <laughs> and we love those guys. They're so much fun. We have their art all over our studio. We have their art on our corkboard and Double on bags and, stuff, and yeah. tickets. and. Um, so thanks. Seriously, thanks to them. Um, and support. go support local artists like Nick. Uh, who is a member of Folk Hogan, but is doing his own stuff. Um, this is the perfect kind of way to support them because they can't really do live concerts necessarily, though Nick goes live frequently <laughs> on <laughs> Facebook and plays music, which is fantastic. But it, it's hard for them because a lot of those touring bands, they do make, like Folk Hogan, you know, they're not making a living um, playing, but that's their life. Like, they're, they're musicians. They're, their job is their secondary thing that just kind of keeps them afloat. 
if they have one, and, and some of them don't. So support them in any way you can from from an artist's perspective uh, is very important. Um, don't follow us on Twitter right now because you can't find <laughs> us. We're in jail. Oh, still. Jeremy. Uh, but Instagram at TNU Podcast is a great place. A lot of people follow us on Instagram um, and uh, and Facebook. The New Utah Podcast is a really good place to see our stuff. So share our stuff if you see it. Uh, that's super important. And then also, um, I'm interjecting here. Don't forget, you can order delivery cookies from oh, moviesnap.com. Yeah. And if you put in new pod five as your code, you get five dollars off your delivery. I'm doing that for Thursday. You could go pick them up on Thursday if you take extra trip. Oh, no, because we're going downtown on Wednesday. No, but Thursday you got to take the dog. Yeah, but that's not anywhere near downtown. That's why I said you take an extra no, trip. just no. <laughs> all right, all right. So that's I think that's going to do it. Um, go to our website, thenewutah.com. is a fantastic resource for things to do when you can do them. Um, but, uh, we appreciate you guys for, for listening and for tuning in. Um, it makes a difference to us to know that you're out there. So also days of 47 has been canceled. Wah, wah. Darn it. I mean, that is kind of a big deal, but it is. Oh, ha, ha. we should have known what year the state became a state because this, because the days of 47 were the year. That's 18. the year they came into the valley. Yeah, that's not the year oh. of statehood. That's the that's the year <laughs> that, year we that Brigham Young. This is the place. The this is the place. And said, "Hey, we're going to take over where the Catholics have already settled." She them she them uh, red redskin folk down in the southern part of the. You just oh. go kill. You just go ahead and slaughter them. Okay. Anyway, that's. Got <laughs> <laughs> to end on a high note. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, have a uh, have a good quarantine week. Chat with you next week, folks. <laughs> <laughs>